Welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, and on this episode, I am joined by Severino Corrente. How you doing? I'm doing all right, Artie. I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me on the show. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Hey, first question out of the shoot. How did you get uh, first introduced into this uh, wacky world of uh, professional <laughs> wrestling? Uh, um, uh, life uh, or art sometimes can imitate life. And Artie, you've been uh, to as many R&P shows as I remember. Uh, all of that storyline with Anaya uh, when I started off a couple of years ago, that was all pretty much uh, just how it happened. I was at Rackhouse. Uh, I won the gorilla raffle to have a beer with uh, Zach. Hoodie had left for greener pastures. And I was sitting up at the bar, and I didn't realize you could become a wrestler. Like, it never dawned on me that these guys train. I knew independence existed. I knew, like, there was local promotions, and then there was the under-promote. There's the Ring of Honors. and But I never, like, it never clicked that, oh, this is something that just people can do. So Anaya went, why don't you come for a tryout? And I went. Uh, he gave me my tryout, first bumps, first everything. Uh, and from there, now I'm involved in this unbelievably wild uh, ride that it consumes my life. All right. Well, um, what about even before that? Uh, did you uh, watch it as a, as a youngster yeah, or yeah. anything like that? I was always a fan. Um, my old man grew up. With he grew up in the golden age, obviously, Macho Man, Hogan, uh, Piper. He then kind of fell away from it for a bit. And then the, my first wrestling memory was it wasn't even like it's just Goldberg uh, in WCW because they would watch Nitro when I was living in Ohio at the time. Uh, and then the next memory I had is when I was living overseas in Europe. Some very good family friends of ours had WrestleMania 19. No, which, which, yeah, it was WrestleMania 19. And they watched it religiously, and they would get uh, taped episodes of Raw. And I remember Evolution, and I remember a very young Edge and Shawn Michaels coming back, and Kurt Angle and Brock tearing it down. And that's when I really became a fan those plus the video games and the magazines. So when we came back to the United States, I then was just flipping through TV and there was Monday Night Raw. And I was like, oh, wow, this I can watch this weekly and went off to the races there. Oh, OK. So uh, who were you like your uh, favorites that you kind of were enamored with? <laughs> it When I was younger, uh, Batista. OK. Just the absolute size of him. And I had, I had a chance to meet him with my little brother and we were at a signing and Dave was so like, he was not, uh, he wasn't being like mean or anything. He's just behind the table and he's probably tired three hours sitting there just signing autographs. But my brother who has special needs and I, we walk up to the table and I introduce my little brother, Nick to, uh, big Dave. And he like gets up out of his chair and gives him a hug and fist bumps him. And, he like really made his day. So from then on, you know, no matter what Batista's done, I've always been a huge fan. 
yeah, it's biased, but also he's an underrated worker in my opinion. But other guys, what really got me into it was the villains. And I wasn't one of those guys that, oh, he's a heel and I love him because he's – no, I want to hate you. <laughs> um, it was Edge. Ah. I <laughs> – we were at a taping or a SmackDown taping in Pittsburgh where it was Batista and Undertaker in the cage for the title. And then Mark Henry did a run-in and beat the pulp, just beat Taker down and Edge cashed in. And I remember I woke up the next day and I couldn't speak because I had screamed bloody murder for 30 minutes at the ring. And we were, you know, in the cheap, cheap seats. And that's when I realized like, oh, wow, this guy's probably a good dude in real life. And I just wished death upon him in every creative way my young preteen mind could think of. <laughs> oh, that's great. So then um, what uh, precipitated you uh, looking into, uh, I know I know this, but let's let, let the listeners know this as well. Uh, you attended a uh, Rocky Mountain Pro uh, Rackhouse show. What? Uh, how did you find that? How did you stumble upon that? Just, uh, again, I didn't realize that wrestling was this national thing. So I was... I think I was at work and just a friend of mine at the time, she texts me going, you're, you like wrestling. I go, yeah. And she goes, do you want to go to a show? And I remember I, I like sat up and I was like, wait, what? And, she, uh, it was through a Facebook link and it was Rocky Mountain pro rack house. And I can't remember who was on that poster. I think it was Yaden and the gorillas with Mario and I think filter in the back or Stinson or filter. And I immediately just, I bought the ticket and the tickets were like nothing. Like I think there were 10 bucks pre-sale. And I was like, are you kidding me with a free drink? And I, I went for it. So I went with a couple friends and it, it was probably honestly the most fun I had had at a wrestling show was that first rack house show. All right. And then you uh, said that you. There's, uh, there's an awesome. Sh- there's an awesome yeah. shot at me at that show. Uh, if you watch it back, it's at Rack House, and they were doing a TV taping there. Yeah. And Hoodie, Titus, I think, uh, and Maria were in the ring, and there's this this great clip of Hoodie giving me the finger and me just in his face on the outside. <laughs> And that, that clip will haunt me the rest of my life because it's before I got in. So I was just this just drunk fan being belligerent. And I was about 30 pounds heavier and not the good way. And just wearing a Bullet Club shirt because I had no idea. And uh, that, that, that clip has been sent to me more times than I can count. <laughs> And uh, so was that the same night that you uh, entered the uh, raffle for the, the giant beer? Or was that another show that you attended? That was that was the first rack house I went to okay. was two years ago before Milestone. Okay. Uh, and then the raffle I entered was the rack house show after Milestone. I know mm-hmm. that because the first rack house show I went to, Hoodie was there. And the second rack house I show, he was gone. Oh, okay. 
All right. And so the, the so winning the 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 raffle for the giant beer that's what hooked you to get you uh, stepping into the ring then, huh? Yeah, me and Anaya we pounded it, uh, and then he introduced me to Matt. And Matt actually Matt was I think at a Monster Factory seminar that um, <laughs> that that week. So I went into the school and got it all done. The pretty much the person that convinced me was my old man. And I remember I gave him a call because I've got a pretty good uh, nine to five career going. Uh, and I was like, what am I what am I doing? Like I'm 27 or I was 26 at the time, like wrestling, really? And I remember I just called my old man. I was just talking with him and he goes, dude, if you don't do this, you're never going to forgive yourself. Because I had my tryout. And God, it was sucked. And I was like, am I really going to do this to my body and my like spare time and he was right like i've had a short career but i've done more in it than i thought possible uh so even if i stop today which i don't plan on doing but even if i stop today i'd look back and go i gave it a great shot and i did some awesome stuff right yeah okay so then uh, getting into the the training aspect of it uh what were you uh thinking going in and any kind of uh preconceived uh, notions that you thought that way it was going to be and then you found out differently? Um, no, I went in. I didn't have a lot of preconceived notions. The only thing that I really knew I could lean upon was even though I was not cardio-wise in the best shape, I was um, I was strong from the power, my powerlifting background. And I knew at least I could hold my own there. And just, just kind of be a student of the game. Like I know professional wrestling isn't your quote unquote sport, but it's like anything. Like actors will watch film study about themselves and other actors and people to get inspiration from. You know, uh, football players will watch tape on games and stuff. So just instead of watching wrestling like a fan, I started trying to watch it. Like, okay, why did they do that? Why did that make sense? Why did that get a reaction? And I just went into the school, just shut up, ask questions, and see what you can learn from this. Oh, okay, awesome. All right, now what about, uh, we'll skip a little forward, but what about your uh, first match? What was that like? What were you thinking? Any anxiety or anything of that nature happening? Um, my first, My first match was uh three months i started in august my first match was in november and normally the the classic thing is if there's a show your first match will be like a pre-show a pre-show like a pre-show tag where they'll like keep you away but they'll give you some reps like for example big old marlon bishop there like he his first matches were tag matches where he'd run in flex look like a giant and you know kill someone okay my first match was with it was with anaya he tagged me and said he's ready i got my gear that day uh highspots.com really jerked me around and i i had gotten my stuff that morning it didn't fit at all because i had lost a bunch of weight so it looked super baggy but we went out there and just we, it was fun. Normally now I'll go out there. I won't talk in the back. I'll just like to feel it out. But 
annihilate the match out. It was, and it wasn't, it was a rack house match, but it was on our television product at the time. And it was for, uh, his championship belt. And I remember beforehand I was, I was nervous. I, I wasn't like terrified. I was just, I really wanted to just go show what they could do. And after the match, there was already storylines that were going to lead from it. So I just, I just wanted to do well. So, so everyone didn't have to like rewrite the next month, two months of television. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Now speaking of that, um, a little bit of that, did, um, Anaya do, uh, some of your training, if not all of it? Anaya, I would say did the majority of my training. He was the head coach for a good part of my time there. I'm not not saying I didn't learn hell. I've learned from damn near everyone I've been in the ring with, uh, even guys I help coach now. Uh, but Curtis Cole, Matt Yaden, Mario Vanger, uh, Jeff McAllister all did big stuff for me, uh, as the local coaches and the guys, they, uh, would come into town, uncle Bob, Bob Evans and tough Tim, uh, Chris Silvio gave me a lot. Um, and, uh, Robbie E, uh, with his few seminars before he was down with NXT were probably the most influential guys. And, uh, Kevin Kelly was out here once when I just started and he was in two days. I probably learned more from Kevin Kelly just on character building than I learned from anyone else in wrestling. The guy's a genius. Yeah. Well, and then the reason why I asked that is because you had a, uh, terrific, uh, feud there with Anaya. I mean, a crazy feud, how did that feel going um, going all out there with him, uh, you know, at training and then uh, going into that amazing storyline, if I, if I could say that? Yeah. Uh, the, that is the fun part about wrestling. Uh, once you get comfortable with someone, you can just go out there and work, and you can go out there. You don't have to talk about it. You can just really focus on uh, entertaining the crowd. And Anaya trained me. Uh, he calls it the gorilla way. <laughs> uh, we would just go out there and beat the hell out of each other, you know, be safe, uh, be consistent. But anytime we wrestled, we would end up feeling it the next day. And, uh, Anaya's last match at Rackhouse, House, actually, it was me and him. And we went out there 30 minutes, didn't say a word beforehand. And remember the next day we both ended up going to the gym in the morning and just going, what the, what the hell did we do? <laughs> So it really is true. I remember when I was younger, Triple H and Shawn Michaels were talking. There's no one you hit harder in wrestling than your friends, and that's just a fact. Like, if I'm out there with someone I know, it's like laid in. Let's make it. Let's make it look good. And let's make it feel good, and let's just feel it. Yeah. All right, and and then you know, of course, and then along with that, you have then, you know, like I said, if if I must say, I mean, you've had some amazing. Uh, storylines so far in your career. That one, uh, the feud there with uh, Merka Yaden, uh, <laughs> the triumphant run. I mean, how'd that feel from going from like one great storyline to another? I've just, when Russo was writing TV, he saw something in me and let it run with that. And since uh, Alex Slack took the book at RMP, they saw value in me as well. And it's that ability just to tell a story. You know, the whole point of doing this is to provide entertainment. Uh, and I've been lucky enough 
where I have such a strong uh, persona, and it's not even much of a persona. You know, Severino Corrente is definitely a part of me. It's just all the vile aspects of me turned up to an 11 right. where I don't hide anything or I just, I don't curb my, uh, aggression or my pettiness, but, uh, being able to do like the stuff with the Aiden was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm uh, less than six months in and we're fighting in rivers and we're fighting in empty arenas. We're, you know, having hardcore matches and, trying to tell this story. And I remember uh, Matt would be so focused on just running the show. We would never talk about anything. So that's probably why at this point I, I do like being the ring generals because I'm uh, less than a year in, but I'm calling the matches to Matt because we'd get out there and he goes, Oh, what are we doing? All right, let's, we'll do this, 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 and this. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then um, speaking of being the ring general per se, uh, what about the uh, king of charged and the leader of the triumphant? How did that feel uh, being um, given that opportunity to run a uh, a stable? It it was fun. Uh, the whole point of a stable is to try and elevate people in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know, like. The, the best stables of all time. You had, I mean, look at a stable like Evolution. You've got your made guys trying to make some other dudes. Even the Horsemen when they formed, Ric Flair was your made guy. Uh, but I think Arn, guys like Arn, really uh, shined. Even though he's still underrated to this day. But they would always put different guys in the Horsemen to try and pop them and get them over through the stable. Shit, there's like 18 horsemen, for God's sakes, some better than others. Being able to anchor the triumphant was a good responsibility because Simone at the time was maybe had a couple months under her belt, and Bruce had less than three months, maybe or four months at the most when they we got all into it together they added blake uh or vlad at the time for a couple months to keep it going but now you look at simone and she's running triple l and bruce wayne's a pain in my (laughs) proverbial rear end at this point but there's no uh there's no denying what that little run in the group did for both of them that's yeah very very true Okay, uh, well, <laughs> that kind of you led me right into it. Now your uh, current feud there is with uh, Bruce Wayans, and uh, gosh, I, I see I see this uh, probably uh, going to equal, if not better, than uh, some of your other uh, great feud storylines. I mean, we are uh, we're pushing each other. Uh, yeah. I did I did a lot of Bruce's uh, training. I helped out, so I taught Bruce a lot of what I know in wrestling and we go out there and we beat the holy hell out of each other anytime we get in the ring and uh he's gonna start learning that if you throw hard shots at me i'm gonna and he has learned this lesson very quickly if you throw a hard shot at me i'm gonna throw it right back at you just as hard if not harder and he's uh starting to feel those effects (laughs) all right well then okay so then uh 
so far in your your career, uh, who who have been like your favorite uh, people to uh, work into the ring? Uh, you know, as either in a singles match or uh, as a as a tag team partner, and then against us uh, tag teams. What have, what have been some of the highlights, favorites, things of that nature? I've had a pretty good run with a good uh, slew of opponents that I enjoy working. And again, like we, most of us train together or if we don't train together, we'll travel to areas like I trying, uh, I've been to DCW, uh, out in Utah and I've enjoyed those shows. I'll be going again, most likely in December. I just got to get a date cleared up. Um, big Vig was one of the first guys I wrestled. He always took care of me and I will always, you know, uh, give him all kinds of credit for taking care of me this green punk that uh, barely knew how to do anything. And he made me look really good. Uh, Anaya and I had chemistry, obviously uh, Atiba and I always go out there and have good stuff. Uh, the guy kids, a freak athlete, young fun guy to go out there with. And I'm uh, sneaky athletic enough to keep up with him, even though I look like a bowling ball at times. Uh, tag wise filter is probably my most fun guy to tag with mostly because I can hide behind him and do all that kind of <laughs> dirty underhanded chicken, chicken, uh, don't want to swear, but chicken crap with, uh, but I don't know who my favorite opponent is. I, I don't even know what my favorite match is. Chris Silvio was awesome. Um, the easiest match I probably ever had was Steven Sullivan when he came to RMP. The uh, oh god, the uh, French Wolverine. He was awesome, just smooth, smooth and light for a guy his size and his length. It was it was it's pretty much like I was wrestling myself. He was so just so crisp in the ring, but. That's the fun part, man, about wrestling. It's all subjective, and it even can change on a whim. Right. Sometimes I like to. Sometimes I like to go out there and just brawl. Sometimes I like to be technical. Sometimes I like to kick up to a fast pace. And I've had a pretty good slew of people where I've been able to do all those things with and have fun that way. I know it's even crazy. I've had moments where I've worked face. And uh, <laughs> as hard as that is to believe for some people, and even those were good challenges. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, okay. So, what about uh, what about the future? You have any uh, uh, dream opponents on a wish list that you'd like to get into the ring with? And these can be anywhere, anyhow, anytime. Well, I mean, <laughs> realistic or super dream? Oh, anything you want. I would, uh, if if there was a guy from the, if there was one guy right now that I'd probably want to wrestle, uh, despite age, it'd be probably Fit Finley, him or William Regal. Those guys I have taken a lot of inspiration from uh, throughout my career, my short career, just how realistic it looked and how vicious and good storytelling they were mm. and not only storytelling through you know talking and cutting promos just telling a story with their face and you would know like no matter where they were no matter what even if they were doing comedy William Regal and and Finley didn't do a lot of comedy but Regal did they just looked like hard men 
bad dudes that you just did not want to screw with. And even if they always lost, like they'd walk out and just even how they walk to the ring. It's like, those guys are bad dudes. Realistic match. I would like to have, haven't worked uh, Marty to moth, uh, have a good relationship with him. Anytime he comes through town, uh, always enjoy working, uh, with him on shows. And, uh, I've only worked hoodie one time in a tag match. I would, uh, and I, I don't know if he'll hear this or not, but and right now he's recovering from a bit of a surgery. But if there's one guy I would like to just have a, a fight with, it'd be hoodie. Yeah. That's and cool. just I will, I've whooped your hoodies here and this. I whooped your brother plenty of times. Time to move on to the bigger fish. <laughs> That's cool. I love it. I love it. Yeah, those. Uh, I, I definitely like like your uh, Fit Finley and uh, William Regal because, like you said, uh, even um, the way they told a story with their move set in the match was even fantastic. Yeah, man. They just nothing overly flashy, and both of them could do plenty. I mean, Regal's a great athlete, and Finley is too. Just. Dirty, mean offense, and I, I can do a lot more than I let on. Like I can do your flips, I can do your springboards, and all that. I just choose not to because I'd rather stick my thumb in your eye socket and make make the crowd empathize with that. Because fans, they don't know what it's like to take a flip off the top. They definitely know what it's like to get something in their eye. So being able to just get that reaction from biting or scratching or just brutalizing that gives the best reaction. That's yeah. what I enjoy doing in wrestling. Yeah, definitely. All right. Okay. All right. Well, what about, uh, the, the near future? What do you, uh, have you have coming up that, uh, people should, uh, keep an eye out for? Well, we are winding down, uh, this year of wrestling. Uh, so obviously with the holidays, it's going to be, uh, tougher and I'm actually putting down some roots finally in Colorado so my most of my time is busy building this house that I'm moving into and uh, focusing on the personal life and family stuff but uh, there is one event I'll plug it uh, RP uh, Rocky Mountain Pro is going to be getting back into the Pepsi Center uh, partnering again with the Colorado Mammoth and the last time we were there, uh, it was most of a test run. Uh, so they, there was some weird uh, issue with them being able to promote the show or promote the yeah. uh, event. They couldn't get on the loudspeakers. Well, that's – and they were so happy with us. They wanted us to come back. So January 4th, uh, we are uh, partnering with the Mammoth, and you can get your tickets – uh, on altitude tickets, it's the Mammoth plus Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling. It is a whole uh, themed night of wrestling, and we're gonna perform a show after. It's the Colorado Mammoth versus the Vancouver Warriors. The link you can go to mammoth.kseticketscom/rmp. We'll get you there. And uh, wrestling in the Pepsi Center was awesome. This time, being able to actually promote that we're going to be there. Uh, this could be just an absolutely phenomenal fun time. So if you are around and looking for something to do post New Year's on January 4th, 
get a ticket and you won't want to miss it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's great. Okay. Well, um, Sir, Sir Reno, before I do let you go, uh, people wanted to uh, follow up with you on uh, social media. Where could they do that? Oh, well, I only have a Twitter, and I am at the Severino Core, C O R E. I don't do Insta Chat and Snapgram and all those things. And to be honest, the only reason I even have a Twitter is to help promote the wrestling because I think social media is one of the worst things out there. <laughs> but if you want to follow me on Twitter at the Severino Core. Awesome. All right. Once again, I do appreciate you coming on and uh, thank you for your time. And I'll, of course, be uh, checking you out in the uh, future. Thanks. Thank you, Artie. You have a good one. Once again, a big thank you to Severino Corrente for coming on to this episode of the Wrestling with Altitude podcast and letting the listeners get to know just a little bit more about him. So let's uh, get it to uh, a quick weekend review of what I got to experience this past weekend in the uh, pro wrestling arena in the area. So uh, this uh, past Thursday was uh, Halloween at uh, the quarry at Jefferson County Fairgrounds for Rocky Mountain Pro. And boy, was it so much fun. They just let loose and just have a little bit of fun with uh, everything. And it wasn't... uh, uh, typical storyline uh, Rocky Mountain Pro uh, show and uh, uh, kudos to all the creativity, the RMP uh, talent and staff as I said that are out on Twitter. This one kind of almost rivaled uh, Shocktober earlier in the week so it was so much fun to have uh, two great shows that one was just total fun, and one was just so crazy uh, fun with the wrestling and, and stuff like that. So it was uh, great. So shout out to uh, Rocky Mountain Pro for both their shows uh, last week. So that was great. Then on uh, Saturday, headed over to New Era Wrestling for Bird Brawl. And uh, that was a great show as well. Uh Fantastic matches. Uh, great seeing uh, Eric Angel start a little bit of a faction, a stable there. And uh, I mean, he is just great. And as well as everybody else, uh, it was uh, cool to see uh, Bruce Rogers and Hunter Gray go at it for the New Era Championship. Uh, of course, Bruce Rogers retained, but uh, it was good to see. Uh, how uh, the tag team partners of the Ragnarokers were going to get in the ring and uh, fight for the singles belt. So that was fantastic as well. Uh, So great. Uh, Next month, uh, everybody should go to uh, New Era because it's their 100 consecutive monthly show. So uh, it's going to be great. And they're going to have some uh, fantastic stuff, set up some... uh, cool stuff uh for that uh, at the bird brawl we're gonna have jason versus uh bronx uh so that should be uh fantastic to see because i have not yet uh seen bronx wrestle and i need to see him wrestle so i just uh just missed him with all the uh time uh when i got into wrestling and uh conflicting dates and things of that nature so this is going to be great this is definitely on my calendar to go to then on uh, Sunday, 
IWC Legacy, which I forgot to mention, uh, was uh, having their event uh, over in uh, Westminster. And uh, the uh, G.O.D., Gorillas of Destiny, were in town. Uh, and it was great to see them. Uh, fantastic match that they had with uh, Hio de la Park. And um, oh, I forget who else uh, was his uh, tag team partner, but uh, all kinds of fantastic matches. Uh, I Am The Provider had a fantastic match, and that was great. And we're going to have a little bit of... Uh, Warfare faction warfare between uh, the uh, Colt Await You and some of the IWC uh, Lucha Stars uh, headed by uh, Delta Jr. and a few others. So that's going to be great for the next show that, that they're going to have. So I'm excited for that. But let's uh, talk about what we got coming up uh, this week. Of course, we're going to start the wrestling weekend off with uh, Rocky Mountain Pro with their uh, charged uh, tapings from the Jefferson County Fairgrounds on Thursday. Uh, it's going to be great as they are going to uh, pick up where they uh, left off from Shocktober. So we should uh, see some fantastic stuff happening there. Want to get tickets for it, uh, head over to uh, rmpwrestling.com. Uh, their shows also just a heads up for uh, this month. Uh, with uh, Thursday, uh, last th- the fourth Thursday, of course, of the month is uh, Thanksgiving, so they will not have a show. But instead, that show will be on Tuesday uh, before uh, before Thanksgiving. So keep that in mind. So if you, st- for some reason, cannot catch a Thursday show, maybe catch that uh, Tuesday show uh, that's before Thanksgiving if you don't have any plans, don't have any family. Or if you do have family, come take them out to our RMP show. It's a, a great, uh, you know, value for the entertainment. So that would be uh, fantastic as well. Then on uh, Saturday, we have Neon Lights Bar Fights uh, brought to you by Slave to the Deathmatch. Uh, they are going to have their uh, Lucha Extrema November show uh, from uh, the uh, 5280 Sports Bar at 75, 75 Broadway. Uh, it is a uh, free event if you want a uh, basically a uh, standing uh, room only seat, uh, but they do have, I believe, uh, VIP uh, seating as well for $15. So that is at uh, 9.30 it starts and goes to probably a little past uh, midnight. So that should be uh, fun to see that. And I think since there's nothing else that I'm aware of that's going on on Saturday, I'm actually going to probably make this. So that should be fun. Then on uh, Sunday, we have uh, Primo's Premier Pro Wrestling is having their uh, wrestling and karaoke event. Uh, Lip Sync Battle uh, at the Watering Bowl at 5111 Leedsdale Drive in Denver. Starts at uh, 715. Uh, so that should be fun. You want to get... Uh, tickets for that i believe you can uh, head over to uh primos's uh, uh facebook page uh and you will be able to get tickets for that so that should be fun as well 
So that is it uh, for the weekend review and what's coming up. But, of course, before we head out of here, let's once again thank the Trending Topics Network for hosting this show. And you can catch other great shows on this feed if you stay subscribed or go ahead and subscribe, such as uh, All Beer Inside, Old School at the Movies, Eurovision Showcase, and Wrestling Cheers. If you want to get in contact with the show, we have a Facebook page, the website, wrestlingwithaltitude.com, uh, email, res- uh, wrestlingwithaltitude at gmail.com, because I don't think the podcast one is working right now, but we'll get it uh, figured out. Twitter, uh, re- the uh, handle is Altitude and all that stuff like that. So I want to thank you all for listening and having fun wrestling with altitude.